Welcome to another Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. My name is Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things you need to know about. Number one this week, some exciting numbers from Xavier Becerra, Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. More than 1 million Americans have signed up for health insurance on healthcare.gov through the special enrollment period opened by the American Rescue Plan. The Biden-Harris administration signed the act into law on March 11, 2021, and the numbers were announced on Tuesday, May 11th, so over 1 million signups in just that two-month period. It is good news, but as Cynthia Cox, director for the program on the ACA at the Kaiser Family Foundation stated, it means there is a lot of need. She said, quote, we know there are millions more who were already uninsured before the pandemic hit, and one would hope that the new generous subsidies might be enough to attract even more people into the market, end quote. According to the most recent statistics available, there are 32.8 million people under the age of 65 without health insurance. So impressive numbers, yes, still quite a way to go. Number two, isolation among seniors has long been a topic of discussion, and it's an issue that's gotten worse during the COVID-19 pandemic. Anthem wants to do something about that with a program called Member Connect. Seniors are paired up with a social care partner who helps them find community services so they can socialize. Members also get a phone pal, just like it sounds, only rather than writing letters back and forth like a pen pal, it's a volunteer who checks in by phone once a week, and it seems to be helping. 78% of Member Connect utilizers said, quote, they either agreed or strongly agreed that participating in the program led to more meaningful connections with people. 66% said they are happy or very happy when taking into account all facets of their life in the past seven days, end quote. Focusing on the whole person rather than just specific health needs has become a focus of many health insurers lately because everything is related. If you're feeling lonely, that can affect your health. If you need interaction with others, that can affect it too. But the article in Fierce Healthcare goes on with an example of a leaking roof, which I love. Obviously, not health-related, but put yourself in that person's shoes. If your roof is leaking and you don't know who to reach out to about fixing it or are worried that you can't afford to pay to fix it, that can cause some real anxiety, which creates other health problems. Robin Caruso, chief togetherness officer for Anthem, said, quote, We won't have any impact on their health and well-being until we can impact those needs at that time, end quote. We'll have the link to that article in our episode notes so you can learn more about the Members Connect program from Anthem. Number three, this next item spoke right to my little OCD heart, and I've got to admit, I was half tempted to scroll past the title, but instead, I clicked, I took a deep breath, and I started to read. It was an article about perfectionism. And I think that we can all agree there's this idea that we need to be perfect, insanely hard workers, 
or we're just not doing it right. In the United States especially, there are high levels of something called self-oriented perfectionism. And that's defined as those with an irrational importance to being perfect. They hold unrealistic expectations of themselves and are highly critical of themselves. But when you take all of that and put it in the workplace, well, it can lead to the aforementioned self-criticism, but also poor quality of work, burnout, and depression. The article I came across in Fast Company had three ways to start out with delegation, and I think they're worth noting because it's not really something that's taught. I mean, maybe if you have a degree in business, I would not know. My BA is in professional writing, and while we covered a lot of different aspects of business writing that I have certainly utilized in the field, we didn't really cover business strategies. But delegation is one of those practical strategies that will benefit you and your team if you're lucky enough to work with one. And I'll preview it by saying one of the steps is to start small. So don't let that scare you away from reading. Take a deep breath, dive in, and get some practical tips on how to delegate, especially if you are a perfectionist that would benefit from letting go just a little bit. Number four, I knew that when Spotify got into podcasts, the industry was going to get interesting. It took a little while since their initial headfirst jump into podcasting, but it's gotten interesting, all right. Last week, they completely revamped their apps, both mobile and desktop, and it has been interesting getting used to the changes, to say the least. I will start out with the desktop version of the app, which really has not been updated in a very, very long time. That came a few days after the mobile app. So the menu of the desktop version has been simplified, which is nice. There was a little bit of redundancy to the way you navigated through the app, so it's nice to have a little more consistency. The homepage has become a place for recommendations, and I'm loving that I'm getting podcast recommendations now. The search tab is where you'll find all the genres, with three top genres at the top of the page, and then the rest displayed in some sort of order that I haven't quite figured out yet. But podcasts is first on that list for me, so I'm okay with that. In that podcast section, there are featured playlists before you get to a listing of all of the podcast genres. When you expand that selection, you get all of the podcast genres, and there's at least one curated playlist as you click deeper through those sections, so that is an interesting addition that I like. Probably the thing I'm most excited about, though, is the fact that you can add podcast episodes to playlists on the desktop version now. Previously, that was not a thing, so I will definitely be creating more podcast playlists to share beyond what I've already created on there. Overall, I like the changes that are being made. I know some would argue that they're happening slowly, but I do think they're happening thoughtfully, so that is always a good thing. Now, on to the mobile updates on Spotify. The options were simplified here, too, and this is where it will probably take the most getting used to, at least for me. 
There is a focus on podcast discovery and recommendations, which again, I am all for that. But there's also a focus on what you've listened to most recently, which is not something that I think about for the most part when I choose something to listen to. It is helpful if I'm making my way through a podcast with a large back catalog that is not currently publishing new episodes. I will say that, but they changed one of my most utilized features, and I'm still trying to get used to that change. The podcasts you follow on Spotify used to populate in a list by order of recent updates. So the shows most recently updated were at the top, and the list went down in date order, and it just listed the podcast logo and the show name, and you had to tap in to get the actual episode. That has been replaced with a playlist called Updated Today. That also looks to be in order of publication, but you get the episode image and the episode title, and you can tap play directly from that playlist. So while I'm glad that a tap or a click has been removed, that is always a good thing to get where you need to go with less effort and less taps or clicks, it's going to take some getting used to. I'm not used to episode images on some of these shows. Some of them, like Business Wars, for example, create imagery specific to each arc that they're currently telling. And I have scrolled past many episodes that I want to listen to and would normally have noticed without even realizing it. The other new feature is that everything in my library is all in one section, which, again, I understand the thought behind it but I am so used to my playlists being separate from my podcasts, I find it kind of annoying to scroll to listen to my favorite playlist after I've listened to seven or eight different podcast episodes, especially if they're all from different shows. There are tabs at the top that can filter results, so I'll probably get used to using those and switching between them. I'm just not quite there yet, and they are also smaller than what I was previously used to. But overall, if I would have to rate the changes, I'm about 85% on board right now with the changes. The 15% lacking is just going to come with familiarizing myself with the app again. If you've got any comments on the recent podcast player changes, there have been a lot of them, whether it's Apple or Spotify. If you notice any tricks that you think I need to know about that will help, please let me know. You can reach out on social, and we will have those links in our episode notes. Number five, last but not least, we have got the last session of our State of the Senior Market coming up next Tuesday. Craig Ritter, our president and CEO here at Ritter Insurance Marketing, gives this presentation each year, and it is a great snapshot of what's happened in the past year and what we can look forward to in the coming year. This third and final session will cover Medicare regulation and legislation and major industry trends, and that is this Tuesday, May 18th, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. You do need to register for a ticket to view the event, so if you haven't done that yet, we will have the link to get a ticket, no worries, that is completely free, and if you missed the first two sessions or want to go back and watch them again, your ticket gives you access to that content as well. And if you're wondering what will be covered in this upcoming session, 
We have a preview of session three. And again, these are just some of the points Craig will be talking about. So let me just give you a quick overview of what we're going to cover today on the regulation side. We're going to talk about the 2022 CMS final rule, which kind of dictates how Medicare and CMS oversee the Medicare Advantage plans. So trying to point out some changes that might be impactful to brokers in particular. Then we'll be getting into some recent legislation and kind of what's been proposed with the new administration and how that might impact Medicare and health insurance on a larger basis. And finally, we'll be talking about some of the recent trends that I've been seeing in the Medicare industry. So let's start off with kind of a complicated slide. This is actually an important one. And on this slide, I'm showing you the proposed, or actually they're final now, changes in the reimbursement rates for the Medicare Advantage program. So these numbers are extremely important to the Medicare Advantage plans. They're actually extremely important for you too, and I'll tell you why here in a second. As you'll notice, the top line effective growth rate increase for 2022 is very high this year. So it came in at 5.59%, which is way higher than it was just last year. And last year really wasn't a bad year. It was 4.07% for 2021. So really a very strong increase. You'll see some other numbers in there, some kind of puts and takes, but really that top line number is the most important number. And that has implications that we'll get into next. A couple more things that are important about the capitation rate, besides just the impact on Medicare Advantage commissions, is the impact it has on benefits. So this is a really strong tailwind for Medicare Advantage for 2022, based on the strong growth rate I'm expecting to see. Next, I want to talk about something that's near and dear to the heart of every Medicare broker, and that's the Medicare Communication and Marketing Guidelines. Now, typically this comes out in June and you'll find it in a PDF format. Sometimes you get it from us at Ritter. Sometimes you might find it doing a Google search on the internet, but it's about a 150 page document that goes through all the marketing guidelines, all the do's and don'ts of the Medicare Advantage and Medicare Part D system. So this year, CMS, instead of publishing those changes or publishing the PDF, they codified the MCMG in the Code of Federal Registry. CMS is now going to be able to update this typically annually, but it's unclear what format, if they're going to actually publish it as a PDF or if it's just gonna be there in the Code of Federal Registry for you to look up. So we're not 100% sure how it's gonna come out, but it is definitely a change from prior years. And if you want to hear the rest of Craig's presentation, you will have to watch it on Tuesday, May 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, right after the session, Craig will be doing a live Q&A session. So if you've got questions for him, Tuesday is the time to get them answered. He knows so much about not just the industry, but the history of the industry. And I always learn so much from his presentations. I highly recommend attending and attending live so you can take part in that Q&A session. And now on to this week's bonus. For this week, I feel like I have to mention this because it was not on my list of movies to watch in May. 
And that now feels like a glaring mistake that I need to correct because it's so good. And it's one you can watch with the whole family, which I just love. It's called The Mitchells versus The Machines. And this movie is so, so good. I love animated films, and this one has so many neat layers to it. I especially love when there are different kinds of animation used in a movie, but usually that is relegated to one style for the movie and then one style for the credits, or if you're lucky, you get a third style on the intro. The Mitchells versus The Machines utilizes different styles of animation throughout the movie to separate aspects of storytelling and narration. There is so much going on in the movie, but it was all really well thought out, and that is all before we even get to the plot. This is just the animation style. True to the title, it's about a family that takes on the machines in a near-future robot apocalypse, and they are wonderfully dysfunctional and relatable all at the same time. So if you're looking for a movie for this week's movie night, this is one that you can watch all together and maybe even have a lighthearted but meaningful discussion afterwards about the effects of technology on our society and how it is not all bad. We loved it so much, we might rewatch it this weekend. Whatever you've got planned for this weekend, I hope it is a great one. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.